Welcome to the Building Up Women in Property podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Bangura, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me today. This podcast is for ambitious women who work in property and construction, who want to learn how to have a career they love on their terms. Join me every week where I'll leave you excited and confident to take your next steps. Thanks for being here with me. Now let's get started. Hello, I'm so excited you are here because today we are talking about under-earning and more specifically, are you under-earning? Now, under-earning might be a new term for you or you may not identify yourself as someone who under-earns, but I'm going to talk through this concept of what it is and what it's not and I really want you to listen and see if this resonates with you because under-earning is earning less than you are capable of and less than you desire. Now, I want you to think about this. Are you earning less than you're capable of and less than you desire? So while you sit with that concept, I want to tell you what it is not. So under-earning is not about the state of your finances or your ability to pay your bills. It has nothing to do with the amount of debt you have or what your bank balance is. They're all topics that are related to money management and the choices you make and the actions you take. But these are not in any way related to under-earning. They are completely separate issues. I want to call that out upfront. Now, it's also important to recognise that under-earning is not about how much money you earn in isolation. So you could be a low-income earner earning $60,000 or you could be a high-income earner earning multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars, but you could still be under-earning. So you could be under-earning in both circumstances or in neither. So it's important to come back to this idea that it's really about your capability and your desire to earn more. And before we go into these elements in more detail, I want to go back to the question, right? Are you earning less than you are capable of and less than you desire? Now, you might have had an immediate response. You might have instinctively known, yes, I am under-earning. Or you might not be sure. And either way, it is absolutely fine because as we break this down, it's going to become more clear to you if you are under-earning. We're going to talk about the elements of under-earning and why it is that we under-earn. And I also want to plant the seed for you now to consider, do you want to earn more? So sit with this and see what comes up for you because this is such an important conversation. The fact is we don't talk about money and what we earn enough. It's a bit of a taboo topic for everyone. We don't like to talk about it because we are embarrassed or our companies tell us we can't disclose how much we earn and it puts this like veiled mystery over the topic of money and we don't want to appear too greedy if we want more. And quite often we tie our own self-worth to the amount of money we receive through our job. And before we get going on this topic, I want to clear this up. How much money you earn is not a reflection of your self-worth. They are two separate things. You are not worthy of more money or a better person because you earn more money. Similarly, you are not a better person or more worthy because you earn less money. They are completely unrelated and everyone's self-worth is the same. It's whether you choose to recognize it and stand within the power of that or not. 
And I think the more that we are willing and open to have these vulnerable conversations and these often uncomfortable conversations with each other, the more transparency we have around what is happening in our industries, what is happening in our markets, and where we are positioned and what the opportunities are for us to earn more money as women in the property and construction industry. Because the truth is, we have a whopping pay gap in this industry, 30.6%. So for every $10 a man makes, a woman is earning $6.94. It's incredible. And we can be outraged by it as much as we like. And believe me, I am. But we need to take that next step. How are we going to have equal pay within our industry? And I think the first part of that is really looking at where we are as individuals. So moving away from this issue of the industry-wide pay gap that we have and taking it down to the granular level. What does it mean for us as individuals? How do we show up? How do we want to change it for ourselves? And giving ourselves permission to go and seek that. And the more that we can do that as individuals, the more strength we get as a collective, the more we start to reduce that pay gap and create more opportunities for women to access higher paying jobs in our industry and to get pay equity. So we need to approach these challenges from both sides at the macro level, industry-wide initiatives and organisation-wide initiatives, but also as individuals. And the simple fact is if we wait for the industry initiatives to catch up, we're going to be waiting decades. So I want to shift that conversation to the side and I want to focus on you and where you want to go with your career, with your finances, with your professional aspirations and your money aspirations and move the needle there. Because once we shine the light on the topic of under-earning and you understand what it is, then you can make that conscious decision to go out and create the financial reward that you want. And from that, you have the freedom and opportunities to create the lifestyle and career that you want. And once you make that decision consciously, you are then able to earn more money and have the freedom and have the choices and create the lifestyle and life that you want. And it also shifts the bar in your long-term earning capabilities. Every single pay rise that you have has an exponential impact to your long-term earnings. So let's get stuck into this. Under-earning is earning less than you're capable of and less than you want to earn. So there are two key elements here, right? The capability and the desire. Now, in terms of the desire, I am going to assume that you want to make more money. Now, if that's not the case, then switch us off, go do something else for the next 15 minutes. But I'm going to assume that you have the desire to earn more money. So then let's talk about the capability. Now, as I said before, you can be earning a big salary and still be under-earning. And you will only know if you're under-earning if you're actually willing to really consider what it is that you do want to be earning. So you need to get clear on this. And I want you to get rid of all those taboos about talking about money. So let's talk about your capability to earn more. And really, this can be broken down in two ways. There is the factual ability. And the simplest way to know if you are under-earning is to consider are there other people doing the same job as me, getting the same results, who are getting paid more money? And if the answer is yes, then you are. You are under-earning. When you look at an industry salary bracket and you see that the average person in your role is earning between $110,000 and $140,000 and you're earning $100,000, you can see that you are under-earning for performing that role. That's a really easy way to see where you sit in terms of the earning capability of the role you are performing. And I really do suggest that you go look at Glassdoor, see what people in your role are earning, and then benchmark where you sit 
against that. So this is the qualitative part where you can actually go away and look at the numbers and see where you sit in comparison to those around you. And this is where we would talk about the issue of pay equity. So if I'm doing the same job as someone else, am I getting paid the same amount? And I'm going to call this out. It still is an issue in our industry. There are still women getting paid less to do the same role than men. But we have made a lot more progress in this regard, right? Companies are a lot more aware of this going in now, particularly if you work for one of the larger firms. This is definitely on their radar. But it is still a problem that exists. I hope you've been enjoying the episode. I wanted to take a moment to let you know about my free Career Confidence Masterclass. This is for ambitious career oriented women who are ready to stop playing small and to confidently create a career you love. Head over to my website, beautifuldisruptions.com for more info. Now let's get back to the episode. The second part to capability is a bit harder to define because it actually refers to what you are capable of doing in a different capacity. So it may not be in your existing role. It may be if you were doing another job, then what would you be capable of earning? So this is where we see the issue of the pay gap really becoming more of an issue because this is where we see women not having access to certain types of roles within our industry. And for example, those are the leadership positions. We have so few women in those high earning, high impact roles because systemically women are weeded out of our industries at the mid-career point. When they get into their 30s, when they start to think about families, typically that's when women leave our industry in droves. So we see women not getting the opportunities to step into roles that they are capable of doing. And this is where you have to really think about what is it I want to do? What is it I'm willing to do? If I had the opportunity, would I be earning more money, whether it's in your current role or in another position? So really get clear for yourself. Are you under earning in comparison to your peers in your role? Or are you under earning because you are capable of doing so much more, but you have not yet had the opportunity to do that and leverage your skills to earn the amount of money you want to earn? And I want you to really think about this. Think about what is the number you would like to earn. Get clear on this in your mind. And it can be any number that you feel comfortable with. There is no right or wrong here. And you do not need to earn more money for the sake of earning more money. You need to earn more money because you want to and because you are motivated by the lifestyle and the financial freedom that that will bring. And if what you want to earn and what you are earning right now do not match up, then you are under earning. And under earning happens for so many reasons. As I said, issues around pay equity and the pay gap and opportunities and access to positions is absolutely a huge factor in our industry. But there are also a number of other things. There is a lot of self-sabotage that goes on and that can take so many forms. So one way it shows up is by not wanting to take credit for the work we've done. And I see women do this all the time. They deflect their achievements. They deflect their contribution and they palm it off because they don't want to be seen as self-engrossed or egotistical or self-involved. And so we play down our role and our significance. And I want to be clear, when we do that, we are paid less. And this goes back to this 
fundamental concept that you need to always be your number one advocate in your career. It is no one else's job to come and prop you up and give you the opportunities. It'd be lovely if that happened, but that's not the reality of the world. You need to direct your career and you need to direct your earnings. And part of that is being able to demonstrate and completely own and take responsibility for what you achieve. So stop downplaying compliments, stop downplaying your achievements, stand up and start owning them. Now, the other thing is just remaining silent on what you've done, right? So working away, squirreling away in the background, but never calling any attention to what you are doing. Another way you might be sabotaging is not preparing for your performance review, not taking the time to gather the information you need and get in the headspace to show up in your most powerful and confident way in order to drive the outcomes that will benefit you. You might not be negotiating your salary or your benefits. This one is huge, especially when we start our careers or when we go into new roles. If you aren't negotiating then, you are always going to be on the back foot. And the first offer is never the final offer. So please never accept a job offer on face value. You need to go in and negotiate for yourself. Now, another thing that happens is we don't seek out opportunities. We don't seek out promotions because we only meet five out of the 10 criteria and we think we need to meet 100%, which is just not true. So we can often hide away from the opportunities because we're not willing to put ourselves out there. And similarly, we don't apply for other jobs. We like to hide in the safe, familiar place instead of get uncomfortable and actually test our value in the job market. So you might know that you are being paid less than you could be, but you're sitting there silent, hoping that it changes miraculously one day or pretending that it's not an issue for you. When you think about the dollars and cents of it, you know it is. You might also not be developing yourself. You are not growing or evolving your skill set so that you can step into that next role and so you can live into your capability longer term. And again, this can happen when you're settled into that role and you're not thinking about your progression. Or you might have left it to the point where you are so desperate to leave a job, you are willing to accept anything and you take, again, that first offer that you see, even though it's not aligned with your financial or your career aspirations. The last thing I think which is probably the most important thing, is that you don't believe in yourself. You don't have that self-concept yet of being someone who earns the amount of money you want to earn. You think it is something for someone else or it's something that one day you will be able to do when you have more experience or more qualifications or you're older or any number of things. You don't believe that you are worthy of earning that money. And believe me, we have so much programming around money in our minds that it's deep-rooted from childhood. Quite often that comes into conflict in our own mind around how we can be a good person and how we can earn a lot of money. And as I said before, money is really important. It is the gateway to opportunities. It's the gateway to freedom. It's the gateway to financial independence. And we need to make the decision to stop under earning. So I want you to get conscious about this. I want you to set aside your own thoughts around what you're capable of. And I want you to commit to the number that you want to earn. And I'm giving this to you as homework. I want you to go away and think about what is the amount I want to earn? What is the amount that you desire? Put all your self-doubt to the side. Let it hang out over there for a minute, but think about what it is. If there was no judgment and you were capable of anything, what would that number be? I invite you to come over, send me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram with what your number is. It's between you and me, but I want you to decide that number and declare it. Write it down. Keep it front of mind. And then I invite you to come back and join me next week where we will actually be talking about how do you stop under earning.
How do we work through those blocks and those barriers to get you the financial reward that you want and you deserve and you are capable of? Because it is okay to want more. It is okay to feel frustrated with your current position and to desire something else. Okay, my beautiful friend, go away, pick a number, let me know what it is, and I'll see you in the next episode. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for joining me on the Building Up Women in Property podcast. If you'd like to learn more about what I do, head over to Instagram. I'm at Beautiful Disruptions and reach out if you want to connect. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you next time.